What's going on, everybody? It's Nick Costco. We're in part three now of our interview series for the Jersey Flood. I'm your play-by-play broadcaster, and we have uh, two special guests today. We have quarterback Warren Smith and wide receiver Brandon Renford joining me uh, this week. Fellas, how are you? How's everybody doing? How are the families? How are you guys doing? And this, uh, obviously, this is a crazy time in our country right now with this pandemic going on. Yeah, yeah man, I'm doing well, man. It's just I'm trying to get used to this quarantine because I'm still in school, switch majors and um, film study and just buckling down on myself, trying to find new values in life. Yeah. I mean, like, just to, just to piggyback what uh, Brandon's saying, it's, yeah, it's, been, it's been a crazy month, especially for uh, us teachers here. You know, we used to going to school every single day, so now we've been uh, teaching, teaching at home in the mornings and, uh, like, just, you know, basically hunkering down at the house, you know, uh, hanging out with family and close ones and, um, you know, just trying to fight through this thing together so eventually we can get back on the field and everything can get back to normal. Warren, I'll start with you, man. I mean, obviously, you're a teacher. You teach over at Lacey Township High School right here in New Jersey. Uh, what, what, what's been the biggest challenge for you knowing that uh, – obviously, that's it, a huge adjustment knowing that you have to teach from home. I mean, you, you're a very hands-on guy. You're a coach, too. When you're not <laughs> playing, I mean, well, what's that been like for you, you know, to basically teaching and coaching from home? Yeah, it's tough. You know, I mean, it's, starting with the high school kids, it's like, you know, I'm teaching every day, and then after school, we're getting the football team ready, and now – um, you know, we don't have any weight room. We're not allowed to go to the gym. So uh, it's been hard to just trying to get the kids to do stuff at home. And you really can't hold them accountable because you really can't see them. So um, we're just trying to do our best and uh, make some home workouts for the kids. Um, but, I mean, teaching from home is pretty simple. I got a computer, you know, and I do a lot of emailing and stuff. And it's actually, you know, it's pretty nice. I get a lot of you know, free time myself, work out at the house. But, um, you know, I miss just going to school every day. and you know, just doing my normal everyday activities. Uh, so, you know, just a little bit of adjusting. But, um, you know, we're getting there. We're getting through it. You know, I'm staying in shape, throwing the ball two or three times a week still. And, uh, you know, just spending more time at home. Brandon, what's it been like for you? Obviously, you I mean, you just said you're still a student, so you're still studying, obviously, in school. And you're, obviously, you're studying the film and uh, all your like, game yeah. plans for Jersey this season. What's it been like for you with, with the adjustments? Man, I just honestly – I. I told you just different values, learning myself differently because I, I you can ask Warren when we played together, I'm always on a go, like go, 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 go. So for me, the transition of sitting back and realizing how important it is to just let your body relax, like from training and um, school and training kids. And, you know, I have a son, he's two years old and stepdaughter. So it's like the transition for me, it was difficult the first two weeks, but now I actually enjoy it. I like the distancing, like, it makes me understand the value of family time and me time. And my brain can actually develop what I'm studying because usually when you study, you got to go. You got to go to work. You got to do this. You got to do this. But now when I study, I feel like everything is processing differently. So it's just I'm, lear I'm learning myself differently. So I enjoy it. It's good to see the positive outlooks from both of you. Uh, yeah. Warren, I'll go back to you with this. Uh, you know, obviously, you, know, you, were, you played for Atlantic City last year. We'll get into a little, little bit more football here. Uh, you played for Atlantic City last year in the AFL. AFL obviously has since been, uh, uh, you know, obviously it, the league folded again. But well, I mean, you, obviously you're still in the prime of your football career. I mean, you're, you're a teacher, you're a coach as well, so you have a lot of intricacies in the game. But uh, as far as continuing to play indoor football, Jersey is the most local team for you. Was that, was that, I mean, was that your biggest deciding factor when deciding where and when to play again? Yeah, no, no doubt. I mean, since I've been full-time teaching the last four years, um, I've been trying to stay closer to home and trying to see what teams can work with my schedule. So every year, you know, I, I talk to the coach, we find out the practice schedule, 
then I'll talk to my administration and we work out some sort of schedule where I can maybe get the practice and miss a day here, miss a day there. But um, yeah, I mean, it's always the, the, the most local team is probably going to be the team that I have to play for unless I stop teaching, which I don't see that happening anytime soon. <laughs> so, uh, um, you know, with Atlantic City last year was really convenient. Um, you know, two years before that, the closest one was really D.C. and Philadelphia and Baltimore and in Philadelphia and Baltimore. You know, they they had their they had their quarterback. So Washington, D.C. was my closest one. So that was I was kind of a hike taking a three hour ride to practice once or twice a week. But, um, you know, I'm just really I'm, I'm thankful for the, you know, the Jersey flight being around and, you know, Atlantic City being around last year because it just makes my life a little bit easier, you know, with, with all the hectic, you know, teaching, coaching and then playing on top and staying on top of your workout regimen and staying on top of film and stuff like that. So you only get 24 hours in a day. So you got to slice it up, you know, the right way. Brandon, what about you? I mean, what, were, what were your biggest deciding factors in signing with Jersey? I mean, do you, do you have the same things with uh, Warren Wayne? Do you want to stay local or you kind of just look for the best opportunity and you kind of just pick up and move? And obviously, again, you're still in school, so you're still, you're still studying and you're, you're going to move yeah. on to the next steps of your career uh, post-football as well. But what was your biggest deciding factor in choosing Jersey this year? Honestly, my family, because I'm married, I have kids. So, you know, with me being, you know, I don't, I'm not from Lehigh Valley, but I played for the Stillhawks for a number amount of years. Jersey is like home. It's an hour drive for me. You know, Warren, he took the drive up here when he played with us as well. So for me, that was a big factor. It's like home, like hour drive. I can do that, you know, three, four times a week. And plus the deciding factor was also just, you know, the, the coaches, how they presented the team, you know, and they presented it more of a family base and you know with being with like the Philadelphia Soul, the Cleveland Gladiators through my years and um Albany as you saw those teams are very good teams and then being with the Stillhawks with Warren it was just family based so I think the way uh Coach Foster brings it and presents it to the community it's 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 very transparent that he's authentic so that was a deciding factor for me as well just the local vicinity. Just to give a little, a little more background on you two, you both played together with the Lehigh Valley Steelhawks, Steelhawks a couple of years ago. Um, Warren, you could start here. I mean, dive into your relationship with uh, Brandon a little bit more. And, you know, obviously th this could be a good rapport uh, during the season should you two be finding each other to hook up during games this year. And obviously, yeah. obviously it helps out on the practice field as well. Yeah, absolutely. No, I mean, I've been – I mean, before I even played with Brandon, I played against him multiple times when he was with Lehigh and I was bouncing around when – I was in Richmond when I first started and Trenton. So I always knew Brandon, you know, brought, you know, brought this game, brought his game to arena football. And, you know, you know, he'll tell you about his background, but he really didn't even play high school football. He was more, or uh, was it, you didn't play college. college. I didn't play college. You didn't no, play no, no. college, right? So he didn't have a college background, but he can run, he can return kicks. He, you know, he can take the motion. He can, you know, be a stationary guy. So and he, and he was tough and he can fight through press, which he's shown plenty of times. Um, he brought a lot of kick returns back for Lehigh with me and against me. So um, he does, you know, he does a lot. He brings a lot of, you know, a lot of good things to the table. And, uh, you know, he's seen the game. He's seen every coverage that you could probably go against. So just having Brandon and um, guys like Warren Oliver, who I've also played with, and uh, Milton Williams, all those guys, you know, we're, they're, they're a veteran-based group. So when we get into installing plays and, uh, you know, understanding concepts, like we all have the same terminology. We all understand each other, and you know that's that's you know that, that puts us ahead of the ahead of the eight ball, so sort of say. So um, again, I'm excited just to get to work with these guys again, and uh, you know, and that's really about it. You know, he's uh, but Brandon, you know, he's 
fast, can catch, all that good stuff. So that's as a receiver, you need that. And uh, you know, with with the return game big in this, um, that's what separates himself. Brandon, what's it been like for you uh, knowing that you're going to get to work with Warren and some other familiar faces again this year with uh, the Jersey flight? Man, just with, you know, the veteranship with this team alone. But with Warren, he brings an element of uh, – you could say he's like the arena paid man, in my eyes. Like, he, he's, he's big on film. He's big on depth, concepts, and understanding the depths. And I say depths a lot because he'll tell you, just get to the depth, get to the depth. And with me not playing college, like he, you know, just said um, – I was raw, you know, and it, it took for me to go to the Philadelphia Soul with Dozell to break down depth, depth, depth. And then when I got warm with the Steelhawks, it was more of he's a on-field coach all the time. So it would be times in the game where he would be like, Brandon, I know we got this, but trust me, I saw it on film do this, and boom. You'll see, touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. With me, Prince, Oliver, whoever was in the lineup, it's just Warren knows his depth. And it was very rare he messed up, and if he did – it might have been our fault, but he took the rap for it. You know, he's the quarterback, but we appreciate him for that. I, honestly, man, I played with a lot of good quarterbacks. Warren is probably my number one quarterback right now, and <laughs> I'm just happy to play with him again, and hopefully we can win. We should have won when we played, what was it, 16? We yeah, should have won it, so. 17, yeah. yeah, we just man, we, short, man, that's all, but. Uh, man, we're, like, we're, just we're, thinking we're, about it. Yeah, we're going to make that next step. They're going to make that next step this year. So yeah, man, it's it's just delightful, man. It's just it's, it's reassuring to know that I have the captain of the ship knows the game and I can actually play without teaching as much. So it's a blessing, man, and I enjoy it. And we still have veteran receivers. Oh, we got Spider, Warren, Milton, um, a, a few other guys that he you know he signed. I think um, Emery. These are guys that played a one. So we have a good core receivers and quarterbacks coming in. So. And we all and we all played together too. So and that's the thing. We yeah. all played together at some certain level, whether it was me with Spider in DC and Trenton, you know, me with Brandon and uh, Lehigh, uh, Warren Oliver in Lehigh. So it's uh, it's good. And Emery with the Yellow Jackets, um, and I played against Milton a couple of times. So it's it's just good when you when you know you've played with someone before. And like again, they understand what you're thinking. I'm understanding what they're thinking. So we're just a little bit quicker. You know, we're a little quicker understanding each other. Brandon, one of the bounce back was obviously you didn't play college football. You were a high school football star, man. What did you do post high school um, in terms of college athletics? If you did any, and, and, and <sighs> what, 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 what geared you back towards uh, football, uh, specifically the indoor game? Um, I was a track star and basketball guy. Um, I had Texas and University of Buffalo really recruit me for track. I was a hundred meter and long jumper, and uh, you know I ran a ten eight. 10-7 in high school. I was long jumping like 23-24. So I had, you know, top division one, like, colleges looking at me. Um, I committed to University of Buffalo my first semester, and they wanted me to play football and run track, so it messed up my scholarship. So I resorted going to community college and ended up playing basketball. And I didn't start my first two games, and, you know, I started point guard, and I went to culinary, got my culinary uh, associate. So I did that, and after that, I was like, well, what I want to do? You know, I like, I don't want to cook. I was 22. So I was thinking like, well, maybe I can play football again. So they had um, arena tryouts out in Buffalo, New York, because I'm from Niagara Falls, New York, upstate, if people don't know. Um, man, I ran a, a four or five, I think. I think it was like three, four years out of high school, you know, at receiver. And I played DB my whole 
you know, career in high school. I was on state at corner and returner. And he, the, the coach was um, Coach Ponder for Fairbank Grizzlies and the uh, Seattle Timberwolves. And he coached, I think, Kendrick Eanes as well at a couple other teams. But um, long story short, I ended up running a 4-4-2 after a month of having a tryout. And he moved me from DB to wide receiver. And ever since then, I've just been in the arena. It's been about 10 years, nine years, nine years. So. I mean, that's why we, 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 we do hear about that there are plenty of guys in the indoor game that actually don't end up playing college football, but they get back into it. And all of a sudden, they, they, find, they find it in the indoor game. And this is a question to both of you. Warren, you can start out with this one. I mean, well, what, what makes the indoor game so unique? I mean, obviously, I saw you on display firsthand last year with the Blackjacks, knowing that, you know, how, you know, obviously, even when you told me how you broke down film last year, what makes the indoor game so unique compared to the outdoor game? And obviously it's a lot faster for, for the fans out there. And for those who don't know, smaller field, it's high scoring and it's pretty much all passing. Yeah, no, it's, um, I mean, to me, it's normal. That's indoor football is normal football for me now because I've been playing it for so long. <laughs> but um, it's, you know, the way I always explain it to somebody, you know, it's, uh, it's, you're wearing the same pads as you, you're wearing the same equipment, but it's a different strategy. It's almost like a different sport. And it has a basketball, hockey, soccer feel to it, you know. And, um, you know, obviously throwing and catching is the football part of it. And you got to execute. But, I mean, it's eight on eight. It's fast-paced, like you said. Um, the ball has to be out. Like, some of the fundamentals that you teach in the outdoor game don't really translate to the indoor game where you find yourself um, at the quarterback position, especially, like, you know, disregarding your fundamentals, whether it's throwing off your back foot or um, – you know, fading away when you throw or not taking as deep as a five-step because if you get too deep, the defensive ends can come around and there's not a true pocket. So, you know, there's, a, there's that transition, which when I train now, it's just I, I train for arena football. Um, but it's, it's, it's a great game. I the reason I love it so much is because, you know, obviously the scoring, the fast pace. And I just love how, you know, the, the fans are so close to you. It's very family-oriented. You know, you're, you're, you're talking to the fans, whereas in the outdoor game, you know, you really don't get to talk to your fans or, or, or until the after the game or before the game. So there's a lot of dialogue between the player and the fan during the game. Um, and they're on top of you. It's, it has that basketball type feeling to it. Um, but, I mean, it's, it's, it's awesome. And, um, you know, I've just been so used to do playing, playing uh, arena football now. When I go to the outdoor game and start coaching it, um, like I'm throwing a ball around. I'm like, man, I can't make that throw anymore. That feels so big. So... <laughs> Um, but no, it's great. I, I, I love the adjustment from um, outdoor to arena, and it just makes you, as a quarterback, it makes you think faster, you know, make quicker decisions and tighter windows to squeeze the ball in. And, uh, you know, so I think that's, it, as a quarterback, if you can do that, you know, that's pretty impressive. And speaking of the tight windows, Brand, obviously, as a wide receiver, it, pretty much all wide receivers are predicated on the speed in this game. Uh, there, there are still some big boys who will go up and go get it. Like Warren said, yeah. you equate it to basketball. You know, just, just go up and get the, get, get the ball in the end zone. But for you, you're more of a speedster guy. So especially if you get put in motion before the snap, I mean, t tell me the differences of, of playing at wide receiver. I know you played defensive back in, in, a, in a high school, but tell yeah. me the difference between wide receiver in the indoor game compared to the outdoor game because you actually do get that running start. Plus, you have, like Warren said, there's a lot of tight windows that even receivers I think you have to get used to as well. I think it's really just preparation. You know, um, you have to prepare for something in order to succeed. You know, um, 
I'm not gonna lie to you, my first few years in the arena, man, it was hard for me to understand the concepts like now, 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 because outdoors, it's more, it's now, but it's a three to four seconds now, opposed to one second now, you turn your head on a hitch or a screen now and indoor, he can just shovel the ball. Like it's little things like that and the concepts are different. Like they still can run man or zone or too high or too low, however they wanna do it. But the windows, like Warren just said, is so much tighter that you have to have a crisp route and you have to be fast. You gotta get your eyes around it. You gotta have quick hands. You gotta have strong hands and you gotta be very physical. I mean, outdoor, like we watch the NFL, you know, these guys are big guys. But there are some guys that can't translate playing in the arena or vice versa. So, like Warren just said, you put your pads on the same, but you training your mind and your body to play a whole different football. Smaller field, faster, tighter windows. And I feel like for me, with the DBs, it's just a lot of film study too. Like, you know when to break, you know where to break at, you know how to break. Is it, you know, one step, two step, or three step, or is it just a speed turn? Um, but that's just, again, with preparation with your quarterback, with the coaches, and, you know, and with your other teammates. So it's just practice, man, honestly. Yeah, and, and, and receivers, they got to get used to the wall. You know, there's a lot of there's, <laughs> that yeah. first year or two, those guys, those receivers, some receivers have never seen a wall before. And, you know, they always say the wall's undefeated. So, uh, you know, you got to get used to catching the ball and running into the wall and stuff like that, too. And there's a lot of big time receivers I've played with that come into the game right away. And that, you know, as a quarterback, you're told to throw the ball to the wall and the receiver is expected to catch it and bounce off the wall. And then they're running, they see the wall and they slow down. And, you know, and it, that's part of the game where, you know, they got to, you got to, you got to train yourself. You know, obviously it's, it's not going to hurt, but it's, you know, it might hurt a little bit. <laughs> so um, I think the wall is for receivers. It might be one of the biggest adjustments you got to make just because you got, you can't, you got to be fearless. You got to be fearless basically. Like, I mean, I've seen yeah. Brandon go over the wall multiple times for myself just catching the football for a touchdown or something like that. Um, you know, so the wall the, the wall is critical. And just yeah. talking about guys going over the wall real quick, I believe it was – Warren, you might remember this from the game last year against Baltimore. You might remember uh, when Milton Williams, I believe, he went flying over the boards when, uh, when Baltimore came to Atlantic City last year, and I, I'm sure he's going to hear about that uh, once you guys start practice. Oh, yeah. Ho ho hopefully soon. So, but he, yeah. he, 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 know, he, he knows about it too. He just goes flying over the wall, and that's what – receivers have to do as you as you just pointed out so I uh, wanted to we're sticking with football a little bit but obviously with the with the quarantine and the uh, obviously the pandemic going on everyone is uh, quarantined to, to their houses the, the gyms aren't open it usually if you go out to a football field you're out there with by yourself basically or you know in more in your case maybe you're throwing to guys with a, with gloves and masks on or you're throwing to a tire <laughs> but I want uh, from, from you both what do you think is what's been the most unique workout you've got you guys have done so far during this quarantine with no gyms, really no equipment, just just trying to make things up on the fly? Um, uh, well, mine is but mine's been actually kind of funny. I've just been like because you know I'm used to using weights and you know doing Olympic and explosive lifts, which I really haven't had the access to do that. So um, I do a lot of body weight workout and bands workouts, but I actually go to a local hockey rink in town. Um, cause when you go to a hockey rink, it's kind of almost the same dimensions of mm -hmm. an arena field, um, like width wise. And they have, they have hash marks actually in a, on a hockey, on a hockey rink, which correlate to the outdoor, I mean, I'm sorry, to the arena football field. So I'll do my workout in there. I'll do my running in there. And then I'll usually get one of my past alumni students to come catch for me. And I just, you know, th throw, throw my route tree in the hockey rink. 
And, um, you know, we keep our social distancing. We keep it, you know, six feet away at least. You know, we're not throwing a ball anything shorter than that. So, um, so yeah, just doing, like, bodyweight workout, band workouts, um, still running, um, you know, your plyometrics, your calisthenics, you know, just doing all that stuff. A lot of stretching and then just throwing in the hockey rink. That's what I've been doing. But Brandon, what about you? Obviously, you're a pass catcher still. Unless you have a jugs yeah. machine handy. <laughs> I mean, I, well, maybe, maybe throwing the ball to yourself. Well, no. Um, there's a lot of football drills we can do, like just laying down, throwing it up, catching, just catching it in different uh, variations. Um, I have my wife throw to me. I mean, she she's not the best, but hey, you got to catch bad footballs or good footballs. So you know, I think it's just me again, just transitioning from being spoiled to. Now we got to go back into our bag of tricks. So I wear a weighted vest sometimes, and I do box jumps on my counter. Um, I run up my back stairs on my weighted vest. I wear ankle weights. I do a lot of speed work. Like he just said, a lot of band work, push-ups, calisthenics. Um, I run a lot of hills, though, and I run stairs because that's where speed comes in. I'm just trying to stay as much in shape as possible because nothing is like game shape, but at least I'm in shape. So I'm a workout alcoholic, man. Like Warren knows I love working out. There's times they gotta tell me, all right, Renford, slow down, relax. Like we got a game. Like pregame, I'm running full routes. Warren telling me to just settle down. Like I, I've always been a hundred mile per hour guy. So this for me is teaching me discipline, self-discipline, patience. So I'm my workout regimen definitely switched up immensely. So I think I'm it's it's okay. I've also put some weights in a book bag before, and then I was doing squats and push-ups with the weighted book bag. I saw it on, I saw it on, <laughs> I filled my book bag, I filled my school book bag up with all my computers and water bottles, and it came out to like almost 35 pounds. So I was squatting with 35 pounds. Hey, wow. maybe, I'll, maybe I'll find a uh, old book bag out in the uh, closet. I'll start, I'll start <laughs> putting some weights in there as well. Yeah. I'll leave you here both uh, with this one as well. Um, so, uh, Warren, we'll start with you. Uh, knowing that the, the team that you guys have on paper, um, the quarterback room with uh, you and Danny is, is, a vet, is a veteran heavy quarterback room as well. A lot of film study guys have been around the game for a, for a long time. What, what does this team have on paper? Again, the practice field has not been hit yet. The games haven't started yet as long as the season uh, occurs later this summer, which the NAL did announce that the season is, is aiming to uh, resume, or I should say start by June 13th. Um, just on, on paper, what you guys have, you know, how you guys have talked with your teammates and uh, Coach Foster as well. Uh, what does this team have on paper? And can you and think it's, a, it's probably a championship caliber team on paper, at least for this league? Yeah, no, no doubt. I mean, especially with the, uh, the a AFL folding, you know, e each team has a luxury of a couple guys coming from the Arena League down to the NAL, which now to me, the NAL is the AFL. That's my opinion. Um, we, you know, we, like we, we, we got a lot of guys on paper, like you said, that, you know, have a lot of experience in this league. But, like, every year in football, you know, there's, there's you got to start with a foundation. You got to, you know, you got to go to camp. You got to, you know, you know, find your identity. I think um, in, in arena football with the shortened camp compared to an outdoor game, I think teams that are successful find their identity early, you know, and then they build off that identity. Um, you know, it, and it's just like any other football, you know, you got to play offense, you got to play defense, you got to play special teams. And, um, you know, we can have all the great names on paper all you want, but, you know, if we don't, if we don't show up one day on offense, you know, and if, or, if, or our defense don't show up or we struggle on special teams, that stuff adds up. So, um, you know, it's all, you know, we, like I said, start from, start, from the, start from the ground up. We got to build a foundation. We got to form an identity. We got to be disciplined, um, you know, and then, and then once we get all that stuff squared away, 
then we'll let our natural talent, you know, which obviously, like we said on paper, looks pretty good. We let that take over from there. And then that's, you know, how you'll separate yourself. Brandon, what's your opinion on these guys? I mean, you've played with a lot of these guys before in the past already. And obviously, you know, you know, you know these guys from uh, in and out of the different leagues throughout the country. Uh, what's, what's been your take on this Jersey Flight football team heading into 2020? Well, on paper, I would say we have a pretty stacked team, you know, offensively. Defensively, he probably haven't even put out most of the guys, Coach Foster. But offensively, I mean, as a receiver core, offensive line with our two quarterbacks, even with Chris Berry being, you know, the backup of these guys, man, like, I see something promising there. But like he just said, um, we have to find our identity. We have to, we have to grow as a team. We have to become one. Once we become one, like Warren just said again, our natural ability to come out and then I think we'll be unstoppable with the receivers, with the quarterbacks, with Danny, Coach Foster, with, uh, you know, Coach Payton, you know, offensive mindset, man. I think we got something special here, man. I just can't wait. Like, I'm so eager. Well, hopefully the season kicks off on time uh, due to the new start date, uh, obviously due to the coronavirus uh, on June 13th. So we'll see if uh, that happens as well. But uh, until then, uh, boys, I appreciate you guys joining me here this evening. Uh, stay safe as always. We'll talk to you again, and hopefully we'll talk to you again down the line soon. And hopefully we're back in the arena, getting ready, getting ready for training camp for that season opening game, uh, hopefully in mid-June. Absolutely, man. Uh, hey, yes, Nick, sir. Thanks for having me, guys. Thank you for having me, man. Appreciate hey, you. You boys got Warren, Brandon, appreciate you as always. Thanks to uh, Ari and Josh for putting the show together as well. That'll do it. We'll be back with our part four of our interview series uh, either later this week or next week. Uh, so keep it locked here for the Jersey Flight interview series. All right, man. You have a safe one.